Blog Talk Radio. Granny Hawkster and Big Swim. Are you ready? I, I think we are, actually. It is Monday again, everybody. Hello from the uh, safe and sweet confines here of the studio in Albany, New York. We have Granny Hawkster calling live from Arkansas, and we have obviously the icon uh, calling us from Fargo, North Dakota. And, you know, it's, it's another Monday. It's another uh, icon put together show with numerous guests. Uh, he's got a surprise coming for us. I know he doesn't like to list next week's guests on the show anymore to spoil the surprise, but we do have some, some big names coming. So stay tuned to the Facebook page for that. Um, but yeah, uh, icon, um, we got we got a big time show tonight. In fact, we had two two of our guests already call in and check in with us, so they'll be they'll be calling us in about a half hour or so. So uh, yeah, who do we got coming on first, and uh, how was your guys' weekend? Well, you know, I'll tell you what. We have a big show like uh, always tonight. We have our first guest will be Joe Abel, and then uh, our second guest will be Southern Comfort, and then uh, live from the Bunny Ranch in the great state of Nevada. Uh, Air Force Amy, probably one of the most uh, popular uh, performers there, will be on with us, and uh, we're going to have some fun with uh, that as well. I'm with it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. And uh, so, what's, what's, cool about, uh, what's cool about her is she's got, like, what, 3.2 million followers on Instagram that she's going to have listening tonight, so it's awesome. That's cool. And yeah, real quick absolutely. here, I do gotta thank uh I gotta thank our sponsors here real quick. Uh we wanna thank uh Bad Diesel magazine uh for their continued support. Uh everybody check out uh on Facebook or I mean on eBay so you can get back issues. Uh we'll be featured in um uh featured in the August issue along with our favorite vampirus who's on the cover. And also uh uh 
Lisa.GameDay.Global uh, is another new sponsor. They can make custom rings uh, for any occasion. They can also uh, make uh, uh, team rings, uh, whether it be for local, uh, high school, college. Uh, they have professional uh, uh, NFL teams, hockey teams, NBA teams, and they're making the Icons wedding rings. So we want to thank those guys, Game Day Global, for checking us out and helping us out. It is going to be awesome with those guys aboard. Granny, how was your weekend? Oh, mine was okay. Nothing spectacular. Um, I'm getting ready to go the end of June um, to Cincinnati, Ohio for our Moose International Convention. My husband and my son's going to be going with me um, because David didn't want me driving ten and a half hours by myself. So um, Mm. we're going to leave probably the 29th of June and come back. We're going to leave up there on the 4th of July, and our hotel's actually in Covington, Kentucky. We're, like, going to be, like, a mile, 1.4 miles from where our meetings are going to be at. So uh, we're going to be busy with that. And then uh, I've got my 41st year class reunion coming up in July. Awesome. So I'll be going back to Kansas for a couple days. And Granny got a new fur baby over the weekend. Oh, wow. What kind? What species? Well, they say... I mean, I know the answer, but just tell us for our our guests. Part German Shepherd and part uh, Great Pyrenees. I don't think he's going to get much bigger than what he is, but his name is Rex. And he's about a year old. And I posted pictures of him on my Facebook page. And my 16-year-old basset hound at first really didn't know what to think of him. I mean, every time he would try to sniff at her to check her out, she'd bark at him and chase him. So I, but they're getting along okay. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to have my bass, my sweet little basset hound, Maggie. But um, And, and, and let me get Granny. Rex. Granny loves her fur babies, right? I do love my fur babies. And Homer, and my I love fur baby you too, loves, baby. And my fur baby loves Granny. Um, I was going to ask you guys where we had some time um, before before the caller calls in. I was watching a video earlier, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with this YouTube channel or not, but I've been watching um, a, a whole series uh, from a channel uh, called Wrestling Bios. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't like, seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah, it's really good, really informative, and, you know, it covers all the eras and all the different stuff and matches pretty in detail. But uh, the one video I'm actually about halfway through watching it, I'm going to watch the rest of it when, when the show's over, but um, they had – he had a question that he posed, and I'm going to pose it to you guys now while we have some time. Uh, the mid, I'm going to say probably the mid-'90s or so – the mid-90s through WCW's demise in 01, who had the better uh, pay-per-view stage sets for their pay-per-views? Was it WCW or was it WWE? Who, who or, or F, WWF at the time. Uh, who had the more creative and intuitive stage settings for their pay-per-views, in you guys' opinion? WWF, dude. You think so? Okay. 
Yeah. Why do you think that? Uh, well, the uh, WCW only had uh, one uh, really type of set during their shows, uh, but uh, you know, and you well, I mean, just the, the pay per views, just the pay per views. I'm talking about um, oh, oh, like just, like when, just pay-per-views. just pay per views. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So like, so like when you know well, Hogan came out. Then I have to say WCW. Yeah, I was gonna say because. You know, when Hogan came out and they had, you know, the Bash at the Beach and they had the beach setting behind him when he turned into NWO, they had the they had the Halloween Havoc, they had Starcade, they had the, you know, the Fall Ball, they had all the different settings with the lighting. WWE pretty much used the same standard set until they saw this. Then they tried to catch up a little bit, um, you know, in the late 90s. WCW had been doing creative settings, themed settings for their pay-per-views for years uh, WCW, or excuse me, WWF really didn't start doing it uh, until the Attitude Era hit. Uh, the only real creative thing that they had at their pay-per-views in the early 90s was the whole in-your-house theme. They would have, you know, the actual house uh, there, uh, which, you know, as, as we all remember Shawn Michaels dancing on top of. That was that was about the, 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 length, the extent of their creativity in the early to mid-90s. Yeah, I definitely think it was WCW, but Obviously, WWF had a couple of good ones. Now, when it came to Raw, okay, when it came to Raw with the big Titantron screen and the curtains with the whatever, you know, you, you know the Attitude Era Raws, and you had the WCW set on Nitro. Yeah, uh, you think WWF had, had, had the better Monday night uh, setup, setting? Well, uh the uh, Monday Night Raw, you know, they started out, you know, they had, you know, they had all the volcano blasts and uh, the yeah. uh, the explosions on the ring and the exploding trash cans and stuff. Yeah, I uh, I thought uh, Monday Night Raw was a much better set, but okay. WCW had the much better show opening. Yes, yes. So, do you mean like the the little promo graphic in the beginning, like like where they have the uh, you know, they had the dynamite and they had all the buildings exploding and all the stuff. And yeah, right. I, th- I thought Nitro was pretty cool. And obviously, you know, you, you Nitro had pretty much one theme song for its entire existence. Uh, Raw switched it up a couple of times. Uh, you know, obviously they had their, their uh, phone in my eye one. They had the one before that. They have, you know, they, they just, they kept switching it up a little bit, uh, seemingly with every couple of years. So they didn't quite have that well, iconic... You know, Theme that that Nitro the, had. The best Monday Night Raw theme song, though, in my opinion, was the uh, "Burn It to the Ground." Oh, by Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. Burn it to the ground tonight. Yeah, that was uh, what the yeah. two thousand and that was the early to early to mid two thousands, right? I believe. Right. Yeah, and then uh, of course at the time. Uh, I I got I got over this, but uh, uh, I was dating a goth chick at the time, and the only reason why she would watch wrestling with me was uh, SmackDown had uh, Marilyn Manson's uh, theme song uh, singing the theme song. Be- be- the beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah, and she was a big Marilyn Manson fan, and she, you could tell by the way she dressed. Uh, that's the only reason why she got into wrestling is because of that. You know. Mm. Now. When it came to Thunder, were you a Thunder fan? Yeah, well, actually, Thunder was the first major show that the Fargo Dome hosted. 
was Thunder. Did you go to it? I did. Right ahead oh, nice. All right. Well, that's nice. That's nice. And that's where I got to go back. That's where I got to go backstage and meet a few wrestlers. Um, mm. I, and I remember the show. Um, I, I remember the show very, uh, very vividly because that was when. Uh, I'll take you guys back in time. That's when uh, uh, Roddy Piper and the uh, the Giant at the time, Paul White, were teaming up against Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan on the bat and the pole. Okay. That's what, you know, and then uh then we had another Thunder. No, I'm sorry, then we had a then we had a, a Monday Night Raw. Uh not a Monday Night Raw, but a Monday Night Throw. And um I don't remember much of the, the show except it was the only time that the WCW heavyweight title changed hands three times in one night. Uh Fargo's actually featured on the best of uh, Monday Nitro D V D and on the opposite channel, that's when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin rescued Stephanie McMahon from The Undertaker when he had her tied to the cross and he was going to sacrifice her. Yes, yes, the, uh, the, 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 the Black Wedding, yes. Yes, that was uh, April, yeah. I believe it was April of 99, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so just think about this. Uh, Stephanie had uh, two Black Weddings, one to The Undertaker, one to Triple H. Oh, I get it. I get it. Womp, womp, womp. Um, so my my thing then also would be uh, out of all of the major cities that used to be uh, on their tour, uh, you know, WWE used to go to the same, you know, set of cities pretty, you know, pretty rapidly, it seemed like. Uh, out of all of the cities, which city do you think had – the most major, you know, game-changing events on and everything. New York. Uh, which, where in New York? Madison Square Garden. Uh, okay, but that, that, that's counting reviews and things like that. But I'm talking about random Monday Night Raws and SmackDowns. Uh, still, all, well, you had a lot of major events there in Albany. And uh, be looking yes, for our guests to be calling in from a nine four one number. Okay. Um, so. I'm gonna look it up here real quick. Um, because I remember there was there was a couple of them. Um, they had not just the beer bath, which I think everybody knows, and they are on with us. But I'm just gonna quickly jump into this. They had the they had the beer bath. Uh, the formation of DX, uh, and, and we'll, we'll go into this in a little bit here because they had they had a, a, quite a few things happen, and I'm going to do a little bit of research while we're on the line here because it'll, it'll tell you, uh, you know, exactly what happened. So uh, I'll go into that, but first, Icon, first, before we do that, uh, I'm going to uh, put our guest on, and you can do your thing while I'm while I'm doing my research here. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The king of all RCW wrestling. We have Joe Cool himself. He is Joe Abel. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Abel. You are listening to the Attitude Era Live with host 
the icon, the big swing and granny holster. How's How you everybody doing, doing tonight? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for hey, joining thanks us. for having me. Doing? I'm doing right. okay. Thanks for having me. All right, so here's how we're going to do this. Uh, we're going to have you give us a little background about yourself, and I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable, and then we'll come back to me, and I'm going to ask you the tougher questions. <coughs> so uh, go ahead. Oh, I didn't know there was going to be tough questions, but that's okay. Um, I've been in the wrestling business about 29 years up and down the East Coast. I started in Maryland. I was trained by ECW original Axel Rotten. And Gilberg, Dwayne Gill from uh, the WWE, and I've, uh, Gilles, yes. yeah, I've, I've been a manager. I've been a general manager. I've had to step in the ring a few times and uh, kick kick some women's butt and uh, some other managers' butt and some referees' butt. And um, now I have a book out. Um, it's called Squared Circle, Full Circle. I'm Joe Cool, and you're not. Available on Amazon.com, and I also run well, we'll, a well, wrestling we'll get, show. We'll get to the book in a, in a little bit. Don't spoil that. Okay, no spoiler. And I also okay. run a wrestling show every year, and I donate all the proceeds from that wrestling show to the American Cancer Society. And I'm proud to say that in six shows, we've raised forty thousand dollars for the American Cancer Society. That's awesome, and uh, Granny will have a few things to talk about in a second. But uh, so now you, uh, we're, we're gonna we'll come back and talk about the book. We have uh, Joe Abel's our guest here. We want to uh, thank him for taking time out of the schedule. We have about uh, twenty eight minutes with the guy, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll get into this here real quick. Um, now you said that uh, you know you've. Uh, are, are you strictly into promotions now, then, promoting yourself? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much um, done with, with all in-ring um, things. You know, I've had 29 great years, and I've had my share of injuries, broken wrists, broken ribs, broken neck. And, um, you know, I'm getting up there in age. I'm, I'm 50, 55 now. And all the injuries take it takes its toll on me, you know, not only mentally but phys- physically, but mentally. And um, now I just run my one show a year, and um, I go around to some conventions and I sell books and pictures and stuff like that, and I donate all that money to the American Cancer Society as well. And uh, for those of you who don't know, and for our longtime listeners of the show, uh, as you know that we do have a contest going on. If you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, and if you like our show from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show, you're qualified to win an autograph from either this week's guest or a past guest. And if you're nice to the icon, I might let you uh, pick who you get an autograph from. And uh, hopefully Joe <coughs> might be willing to send us a, a few uh, autographs for giveaways, maybe even an autograph book. That'd be awesome. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Joe Abel's our guest here. we got 26 minutes. So now when you uh, – in your show that you promote, um, what kind of promoter are you? Are you like a uh, Paul Heyman that uh, kind of, uh, you know, riles everybody up and uh, gets out there on the stage and then lets people do what they want? Are you more like a Vince McMahon who sends the troops out there and stays behind the, uh, behind the scenes now? Or are you more like a Triple H who if someone gets over, you go and screw them over 
so they don't get as popular as you? Hmm. Great question. Great question. Um, now, you know, I, I, I run this show from start to finish. I put it together. I go out. I do all the advertising for it. I find the venue. I find all the workers. I go on television to advertise. I go on radio to advertise. This is my baby. Okay. So, you know, once I book the show, you know, I, I tell the guys what they what they're going to do, and yeah, I'm part of the show. You know, and at the end of the night, I present a check to the American Cancer Society. So, and uh, I'm all those guys rolled into one. And when is the next show? Um, we're in process right now of booking it. Um, due to COVID, we had to push it back. Um, and, and right now, we're in the process of booking the next show. And uh, what I what I like to do here, uh, you know, uh, we we like to help you promote it. So, uh, you know, like a month before it's on or whatever it is, we'd like to have you come back on. We'd like to have you promote it, and uh, we'd like to do everything we can to help you get people there. And uh, maybe if the icon can get out there, maybe you can get him a backstage pass or something. Definitely, no doubt. I, I can definitely arrange that, and I appreciate you guys and wanting to help. And Joe Abel's our guest here. We've got 24 minutes. So now, you know, you mentioned you're not doing any in-ring stuff anymore, but uh, when you were doing in-ring stuff, were you more of a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or were you more like a crowd reaction type of guy? Well, during my show, during my show, I'm a baby face because it's hard to present a check at the end of the night as a heel. People are are, are going to crap all over it. So, I'm a baby face during my show. I'm used to working as a heel. Um, well, I love with that being it. Said, you know? Well, with that being said, Granny, we, we do have a part of a heel here. What do you guys for our guest? Joe Abel, we got 23 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hello. I am Granny Hulkster. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big fan. And first of all, thank you for supporting the American Cancer Society like you do with your yearly show that you do. Because I help with an organization. I live in Arkansas. I live in Springdale, Arkansas, but I help with an organization over in Oklahoma called Wrestling for a Cause. And I have been pretty much helping them from day one. They've been going strong since 2011 with the exception of COVID. You know, last year they had to stop, you know, a lot of shows and stuff. And But they do shows for kids that have childhood cancer. So I I thank you for for doing what you do there. Now on the heelish part of this conversation, Granny don't like the heels. I could talk some pretty good smack to the bad guys when I have to. <laughs> and I love and doing has. what I I love doing what I do when I have to. So you're the little old lady that sits in the front row and runs that trap of hers, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. I had a 70-year-old lady come out of the crowd after me one night. I, I, I started, um, you know, she, she, I, I used to carry a, a cane to the ring, and mm-hmm. she didn't like it, and she told me what she was going to do to me with that cane, and I said, <laughs> come on, bring it. And she came, so, and Brandy, was I that ra- you? Was that you, no, Granny? No, no, no. First of all, I'm not 71. I'm only 59, okay? I'll be 59 in August. I'll be 59 in August. But now, I got I to gotta share a little story with you 
about uh, an independent show that here, I was at. Uh, okay. Yeah, real quick here. Uh, Joe Abel's our guest here. we got 21 minutes. Uh, go ahead, Karen. Well, I had a very good friend that wrestled at an independent show here in Arkansas. He wrestled there many times, Angel Medina. He used to be part of ECW back in the day. And before I had my first knee replacement, I had to walk with a cane because I had a uh, meniscus tear in my right knee. Well, he was picking on this little sweet lady in the crowd that night, and I said, Angel, why don't you leave that sweet little lady alone, and why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Why don't you come pick on Granny? And he grabbed my cane, and we had a little tug of war with my cane, but I never hit him with my cane. Now, Tommy Dreamer, on the other hand, uh, he wrestled for a company called TCW many a times, and their last show that they did in Fort Smith, Arkansas, it came down to an eight-man tag team match, and it came down between him and Matt Riviere, and he grabbed my cane out of my hand, and he used my cane on Matt Riviere. <laughs> Not me, but he did. <laughs> so, and the crowd just absolutely loved it. I mean, I to this day, they still show the old reruns of TCW down in the Little Rock area on TV, and to this day, they quit running in 2013. I still have people come up and ask me, hey, aren't you that lady on TCW? Aren't you granny, you know? And and I've had this gimmick name for probably close to 25 years. The more important, the more important question I have is, do you still have the cane? Yes, I do. Wow. Uh, yes, you I do. definitely got to come to my show. I got to get you to my uh, show. And where are you located at? <laughs> I'm in Sarasota, Florida. Okay. Okay. Um, you can go on like a little vacation while you're at it, Granny. How about that? Right in the right in the water. Hey, that would be that would be okay, you know. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Joe Abel's our guest here. We got 19 minutes now. I believe we do have a caller. Uh, Joe, would you be willing to take a call or two if it's a legitimate caller? Well, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not 100% because we, ha- we have had some – and just setting this up as a, as a warning shot here to begin, um, we have had some prank calls, um, you know, already, and normally we screen them, um, but it, it's kind of hard to do on, on the blog talk radio setup, uh, and, and I don't have an intern in here tonight to do it, so – uh, I'm gonna take it if it, if it's a prank call, then then I will. Uh, we're on a 10 second delay here on the FM station, so I'll just hit the dump button and it will get on anyway. Up, oh, up, oh, there it is. They see, see, they got off, they got off the line. So as soon as they heard the fact that I was gonna hit the 10, see, icon. As soon as they heard the fact that I was gonna hit the 10 second delay and the dump button, they they hung up. So they they knew they weren't getting on the air if they were fake. So they hung up before I had a chance to do it. So. I think or they were scared to deal with the, or they were scared to deal with the heel Joe Cool. I uh, think so. well, that too. Uh, that's yeah, that, that's uh, definitely possible also. But let, let me let me let me tell you guys something. Why why I started the show fighting for a cure? I lost my mother, my father, my aunt, my uncle, and my grandmother all to cancer. And a few oh, wow. years back, my wife, a few years back, my wife got breast cancer. And that's when I started running the show. And then three years into the show, I was diagnosed with lymphoma. So wow. 
cancer. Cancer oh, has wiped out a lot of my family members, and it's affected me. And this is this is my life, you know, to to raise as much money for the American Cancer Society as I possibly can. Cancer sucks, and that that's all I got that, to that say about awesome. cancer. It sucks. Uh, Julie yep. is our guest here. We've got 17 minutes. Uh, now, uh, I want to kind of circle back here uh, a little bit. Uh, and, you, you you know, you mentioned that uh, you were uh, – well, we're going to talk about the book, and we're going to talk about uh, the show that you're going to do. So tell us more about the book, uh, what it's about, uh, and did you do a dedication to me at the beginning of the book? Tell us about it. Yeah, I dedicated it to my wife and my, my son. Um, who's been with me, you know, on this roller coaster ride in professional wrestling pretty much since I've been there. Um, it's funny how I got into it. You know, I used to watch it just like everybody else as, as a small child. I'd watch it on TV. And I used to collect wrestling magazines and, and go to every show. And when I was a teenager, I used to hang out at the hotel and watch all the wrestlers come in and out and at the arena, watch all the wrestlers come in and out, and I used to draw. And my dad used to own a sporting goods store, and I went to him one day, and I had a Sergeant Slaughter picture that I wanted printed on a shirt. And um, we took it to the silk screener, and we had it done. And I'm standing outside the Baltimore Arena, and I'm probably about 16, 17 at the time, And this guy comes up to me and says, that's a nice shirt. Where did you get it? And I said, I designed it. And he said, come with me. And I'm like a dummy. You know, I'm walking around with this guy. I don't know who he is. And he goes over to the guard, and we go into the garage. And as we're talking, he says he's Sergeant Slaughter's business manager. And I'm still thinking to myself, yeah, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden – the garage door opens up, and then comes this big, long camouflage limousine, and out steps Sergeant Slaughter and Rick Martell, and there was some other guy. And um, they made me write to them and promise that I wouldn't sell any T-shirts without their permission. And believe me, you know, that was the furthest thing, furthest thing from my mind. You know, I wasn't thinking about making any money. I'm, I was a big fan of Sergeant Slaughter's, you know, and I wanted to show support. So... It went from that to I started designing jackets for the Road Warriors. I designed a jacket for the Midnight Express, and they used to wear them on TV all the time. And I'd have to go to Philadelphia and Baltimore, you know, um, to do business. And I'd hang out with these guys, and I'm thinking, man, they have a really nice lifestyle. They get to travel all the time, and they get money and, you know, women everywhere. I said, I I could get used to something like that. But, you know, I was too small, and um, I said, but I could be one of those managers, you know, and hanging around with Jim Cornette. It just got in my brain that, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing. And I found the wrestling school, and I went and trained, and next thing you know, I'm in the business, and I'm doing shows with the same guys that I did jackets for and that I watched on TV, and um, that's what the book's about, you know, going from point A to point B. And um, and in between. So that's that's awesome. And uh, how can fans get it if they wanted to check it out? 
It's on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And uh, do you think you'd be willing uh, to give one away for uh, send one for a giveaway for our fans listening right now that could enter the contest? Absolutely. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do? I'll send you guys. I'll send you guys a couple copies. And if you want to do giveaways or or whatever you want to do, you know that's up to you guys. And but I'll I'll send you guys a few copies. Awesome. Icon, speaking of potential fans listening, that number is back on again with us. Um, again, you know, I do have the dump button ready if it is a fake caller, but it could very well be uh, somebody who would like to talk to our guests. So uh, put them through, but caller, just know if it is shenanigans, it will not be aired. So uh, caller from Saskatchewan, Canada. What's going on? The Terminator here. Granny, Icon, I'm going to make you my bitch. You come playing to the BW promoter? To, oh, I'm going to make you my bitch. Just wait. Wow. Okay. Nice. Wow. So he, uh, so I, I only got uh, a small well, piece that was, of that. I don't think that was a prank call, though. No. That was no, your no, number no, one fan. Yeah, but I, I only got a small piece. Somebody, what I'm gathering from this is there was a complaint to an owner of some. What what's what am I gathering from this? Did I did I hear correctly, or what exactly was that icon? Well, uh, did, could, could you well, decipher well, that? Appar- no, no. Apparently, uh, um, apparently, um, we had a guest on. Yes. And. Uh, the owner of the promotion that he works for uh, got upset because we didn't have him on as uh, as a guest. Okay. He said that. And and and, has, and is 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 the upset owner? Um, is he from Saskatchewan, Canada? Yeah, see, he's upset because. We've had a lot of his wrestlers on, and we've never had him on. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, hmm. apparently, uh, he's in Canada. So, uh, you know, where they have uh, double the alphabet, you know, A, A, B, A, C, A, D, A. And um, the the interesting uh, thing well, about only in is, Only in Quebec, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, okay, so... What I'm deciphering from this was that that was either the upset promoter that you were referencing, or it was one of the promoters, you know, henchmen that that is calling in. But either way, um, interesting because it sounded like there was a lot of uh, a lot of heat behind that. You know, hmm. uh, look, there, there's look, there's no there's no denying the fact. That the icon does have heat in Canada. There, there's no denying that. Well, the way you talk uh, about Canada on the airwaves, I'm not surprised. Well, it, it, look, uh, of course, you know, it, it's it's no secret that uh, you know the icon does have heat in Canada, especially in you know the last time I was in Canada, I thought I was going to a carnival because the sign said Winnipeg. Uh, but anyway, um, you know. We need we need to get back uh, to our yes, guests. Yes, yes, yes. We can yes. talk about this 
towards oh, the end of, of the show. Uh, hopefully we can do some overtime and I can tell everybody exactly what I think about this guy. And I, I <clears> plan <throat> on doing that, whether it's this week or next week, I'm going to do it. But anyway. Uh, so, you, so you know who that have, was. Uh, nice. Okay. So Icon knows. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think I know who it is. We have Joe All right. Well, anyway. Here, Joe Abel. We got, we got I sent you the phone number, so by the uh, way. We got Joe, but Icon, I texted you the phone number. Anyway. Okay. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, uh, Joe, now, if, uh, you know, your show that you that you put on, is it always is it in Florida, or do you, like, go to different areas and put it on, or is it, where is it usually held at? It's usually held in Sarasota, Florida. Um, I, I held the first three in Venice, Florida, and um, we did okay, and then I moved it to Sarasota, and we did even better. Um, the last show that we ran, we had Rocky Johnson and Mick Foley on it, and I dubbed them the Rock and Sock Connection 2.0. Even had a T-shirt with both of them on it, and um, we raised twenty thousand dollars in that one night. Wow, hmm. that's awesome! And last year, Mick and, um, was Mick was going to come back to do the show last year, but we had to cancel that because of COVID. Yeah, due to COVID and all that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, In fact, Mick, Mick even wrote the foreword. Mick even wrote the foreword to my book. And in the foreword, he, 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 he explains a little bit about fighting for a cure in, in the foreword. Nice. Uh, Joe That's Abel's amazing. my guest here. We've got about eight minutes. Uh, so now if, um, when you have the show, uh, how much, uh, uh, do you usually charge for tickets? Uh, how, uh, how big of a venue is it? Um, and, uh, when, it, when someone comes out to the show, how long of a show can they expect and how many matches, uh, and is it, uh, an all age show and is it family friendly? Um, I'll answer the last question first. It's definitely family friendly. Um, no cussing, no risque uh, outfits, um, no cussing, no blood, um, just good old fashioned entertaining for all ages. Uh, and I do mean all ages. I, I used to have the superheroes come out and um, one of the superheroes dressed as, as Robin used to play the guitar. And I had him do the national anthem at the beginning of the show, and um, the rest of the superheroes would hold up the American flag. And um, That's awesome. the show usually, the show the usually runs about that. three hours. Yeah, the show usually runs about three hours. Um, tickets vary from ten dollars uh, general admission to twenty dollars ringside. And if I have special guests, you know, I charge for meet and greets and pictures and autographs. Um, you know, because if I let it go for free, you know, if if I did it for free, What's then the, the American Cancer Society. Like, like, do you do them in like, in like big arenas about, or? No, no, we, we, we do small venues. Um, we small had venues, about 450, okay. we had about 450 people last show. Our first show had about close to 500. That's um, not terrible though. That's really not. No, no, <laughs> pretty I'm pretty good happy turnout. with the attendance. We ran into some problems because um, one of our shows, we had to go up against this little thing. Uh, Mayweather fought this guy Conor McGregor, and uh, we, yes. we ran up against we ran up against that fight, 
and um, that hurt us a little bit. Um, and then we used to run the same building as Vince ran NXT in Venice, Florida. And they they ran a show the night before we ran ours, and that hurt us. We had Road Warrior Animal on that show. Now, have and, you uh, have you thought about possibly on on those days when WWE was down in the Venice area? Um, again, I don't want you to end up getting sued or getting yourself arrested. But do you remember when WCW uh, had to invade? WWF and DX drove the tank over there and all that. You, uh, oh, yeah. you guys didn't. You guys didn't. You know, try to invade the w- tank. NXT. I, I mean, I mean, how cool would that be if you guys just showed up and just started kicking the shit out of NXT guys? Like that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we we would definitely get arrested, and we probably yes, wouldn't I be know. able to use the building, and we probably wouldn't be able to use the building. Um, the most we did up there, you know, when, when the people came out of that show, we, we handed them flyers, you know, to our uh, show. Um, we try to be respectful to other promotions, you know, whether they're well, there. Well, no, I, I'm saying, of course, you would set it up first. As everybody knows, that whole WWE, WCW thing with DX was scripted. I mean, for those of you who don't think it was, then you're, you're, you're wrong. I mean, that was, that was scripted. Both parties knew about that. But I'm saying, it, you know, since you got in the same – um, since you guys were in the same area, you know, maybe maybe reach out and say, hey, look, is there something that we could possibly do to, you know, work with you guys, uh, help you guys out? Because I think the more connections you can make uh, in an area like that um, would, would be for the two, you know? Yeah, I've, like, like I've maybe... reached out to the WWE. I've reached out to WWE. Um, Almost every year, and okay. they do their own thing. You know, they do their own thing with the Susan G. Conan, and uh, um, yes, yes. you know, I'm just we're just a small little show, and they really don't even bat an eye um, uh, at it. Last year, they were nice enough to send me some merchandise to raffle off at the um, at, at my show. So I'm not, you know, they they did their part last year. They they, they sent me some nice merchandise to. Um, you know, raffle off. So, okay. Uh, we have uh, we have Joe Abel's our guest here. We got about uh, two and a half minutes. Uh, so, uh, real quick, so we can do this, uh, Joe. If our fans want to check you out and follow you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Facebook. I have Instagram, and I am on Twitter under Joe Abel. A B E L. And I think in parentheses it might say Joe Cool. Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Well, Joe Abel's Joe Abel's our guest here. We got uh, we got about uh, two minutes here. Uh, if you know what, when it is, uh, let us know what day the show is going to be, uh, or uh, a roundabout date that it might that you're looking at. I'm looking probably another month and a half, two months. Um, Usually, usually I start planning right after the next, the, the last show. And if I if I told you I spent ten months planning this one show, that's that's the guy's honest truth. Every year, you know, as soon as the, the last one's over, the next day I'm usually thinking about the next show. That's how much time nice. and and effort and devotion I put in um, every year. 
And every year it can drive me crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out here for you, Joe. And uh, I don't know if I'll be able to make uh, this one, but what I, what I like to do, I like to put myself out there for you. Uh, uh, next year when you start planning it, I'd like to come out and help you, whether it be uh, security or helping you sell tickets or uh, guest ring announcer, guest timekeeper, carry your luggage, whatever. I'm willing to come out and help you. Eat your coffee. Uh, because of your cause. That would be great. And, uh, that would, that would and, be uh, awesome. Big, big Swing's got uh, relatives out in Florida, so he might, we might be able to get him out there. They're in the, uh, the, more, in the, the more the more people that get on board with this, the the bigger, um, yep. you know, the, the, it'll be more successful. Yeah, my my brother lives in St. Petersburg, and uh, and I have a condo in the in the Clearwater area. So yeah, not too far from Sarasota. No, not at all, not at all. What, what, uh, how how would that be if uh, the icon and uh, the big swing come in and do some uh, uh, com- guest commentary for you? That would be great. I'd love it. Mm. You know, because I'll tell you what, there there ain't nobody better than uh, the icon at Big Swing doing commentary and Granny Hoekstra in the front front row. Uh, swinging you know, that cane. Swinging that cane <laughs> and getting the bad guys. Well, that's that's what, the one uh, condition. Uh, she I, has to bring her cane. Well, we'll, we'll make and we'll have her bring her Granny Hoekstra shirt, too. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, of course I'll Sounds be wearing good. my Granny Hulkster shirt. My original shirt says, "What you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you?" And it is full <laughs> of autographs from different wrestlers well, over what, the years. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. When he starts planning the next year's show, let's find a way that we all can get down there and uh, help him out. I think it'd be awesome. That would be great. I appreciate that. For real, for I real. I appreciate that a lot. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, Joe. I'll stay in. Uh, I'll stay in contact with you. Uh, if uh, uh, and I'll uh, send, uh, send me your uh, your number on Messenger. I'm gonna uh, chat with you a little bit after the show to get you some details, and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, stay in contact. And I'll I'll talk to you after the show. All right, buddy. Sounds like a plan. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think our, our, our next guests are on, and I think you know their number, their big swing, I think. Yes, yes, yes. I, I recognize it from uh, from earlier in, in, in the pre-show stuff. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and verify that. Yep, that matches. All right, so I'm going to put them through, Icon. You do your thing, get your uh, introduction going, and we'll go from there. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The greatest tag team in OVW, past, present, and future. Ladies and gentlemen, they are going to bring the whiskey to this interview. They are Southern Discomfort. Hey, this is Snake Williams Jr. Hey, this is Jebediah Blackhawk. This is Southern Discomfort. And you're listening to the Attitude Era live with the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster, brother. Matt, I'll tell you what, man. I didn't even have to tell you how I wanted you guys to do it, and you did it exactly the way we wanted you to do it. And I'm not just saying this. 
But when it comes to tag teams, you guys did that better than anybody else. Thank you very much. Putting us over big time. Awesome. All right, so uh, real quick here, so we know who we're talking to. um, When I ask a question, if you guys both want to answer the question or if you want to have one uh, take it, just say, uh, this is Snake or this is Jebediah, so we know who's answering the question. Uh, and then if you both want to answer the question, say, let me go first, then you can take it, and we'll go from there. So we have Southern Discomfort as our guest here. we got 28 minutes. So first off, if you guys want to tell us a little bit of uh, background about yourself, how did you guys uh, gravitate towards each other? Man, Snake hit him. Uh, well, it was during a golf outing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so who did you guys uh, we hit were- at the club? <laughs> well, uh, Deb almost got hit with a ball, but we ain't gonna go into that story. <laughs> you're much better wrestler. You're much better wrestler, and you are a golfer, Snake. I tell you what, man. No, brother, this is Jeb. We uh, uh, we worked together on on a few shows, and and we fresh out. And Snake was trying to get on the golf course, and I'm pretty terrible, but I'm good enough to get somebody out there. And we got out there and had a few drinks and got to talking and. Uh, he came across my plate with uh, the idea of, of Southern Discomfort. And, uh, man, I just I just bit into it full-fledged when he hit me with it. He said, man, he said, it's tailor-made to be a tag team partner. And we'd only worked against each other up to that point. And, uh, brother, we got in there, we got to talking and throwing ideas back and forth. Man, we just been just living it up. Southern more popular than I've ever been he's ever been, and we're just loving it. Man, I'll tell you what, it's a snake. I'll tell you what, uh, I've done the gimmick, Southern Discomfort gimmick in the past, once once before with somebody that didn't work out with. And I think it works so much with us because we live the gimmick. That's true. So, uh, so with that being said, when you had a former tag team partner doing Southern Comfort, uh, you got sick of carrying the team, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. You, know, uh, you mentioned that he's not a very good golfer. Is he, uh, and you can attest to this, is he one of those golfers that shoots five, yells four, and writes three? Oh, it's it's usually uh, one one beer hole and one shot on a uh, double bogey. But I pick up the ball and throw it. <laughs> he throws it far uh-huh. than he hits it. That's well, you know, I'll tell you what, in North Dakota, we call that the icon carry. And the way that works is if you hit the ball and it doesn't go where you want it to, you just pick it up and move it to that spot or throw it to that spot. So that's how that works. Uh, Southern Discomforts, our guest here, we got about uh, 25 minutes. So I'm going to ask you guys this. Uh, as a tag team, I know you guys each have your wrestling style, but uh, is your guys' wrestling style – uh, more like uh, technical wrestlers like Bret Hart? Are you high flyers like a Rey Mysterio? Or uh, I could probably guess, are you guys ass kickers like Stone Cold Steve Austin? What's your style? Well, this is Snake. Uh, Jeb is more of the technical wrestler, and I'm more the one that likes to get in there and get my hands dirty and, and pretty much kick the crap out of people. Uh, Jeb's, Jeb's more on the technical side. He likes to play with people, tie their gloves together, stuff like that. Oh, come on, Snake, man. Yeah, I like to get a little dirty every once in a while, man. But at the end of the game, you know, the game is professional wrestling, not street fights. So it just depends on, you know, 
the, 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 the type of match in the house and what the state. You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta dig a little deep in the in the toolbox, man, to see what the you know, what you gotta do to win sometimes. Hell, I'm not opposed to doing what it takes to win. You know, but technical and then uh, more classic. Uh, Memphis style is how we were both trained up out of OBW under uh, Andy Davis. Rip Rogers had a hand in that training and uh, you know, came up in the 90s when OBW was a brand new, uh, brand new startup and uh, trained with those underneath those really great guys and uh, learned through professional wrestling and it's absolutely very versatile and you know, that's, that's what we both bring a lot of versatility to what we do Thank you. that's awesome uh, so we just accomplished our guest here uh, uh, I'm going to ask this question and we'll do a round table here uh, so now I can pretty much picture this but uh, when you guys wrestle are you uh, baby faces are you heels are you in betweens are you what the crowd thinks you are Brother, we're Southern discomfort. We'll do what it takes, when it takes it to win. That's what we do. Man, we're about, this is Deb. We're out there having a good time with it. You know, if they dig us, they dig us. If they don't dig us, well, they dig us next time. You know, we're just about out there having the having the time of our life in the ring. You know, we're on our, our last run on it. But to be honest with you, they normally dig us. They do dig us. Well, well, I, I, I thought this could have got interesting, but uh, while Grandy, their baby faces, we got 22 minutes. We got Southern Comfort. What do you got for our guys? Go ahead. Well, thank goodness they're baby faces because, guys, Granny Hulkster, I'm a big wrestling fan. Never, I'm not a wrestler, but just a fan. But I don't like the heels, and I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels if I have to. So I'm glad you guys are on the baby face side. <laughs> But, however, well, if y'all were being a little dirty, you know, I might have to put you boys in timeout, so. Well, Granny, I appreciate that, but uh, if you got to be good looking to be a baby face, it's Nate Williams uglier in the south side of a northbound jacket. <laughs> well, you don't always have to be good looking to be a baby face, you know? I mean, well, you know, I... I I mean, I, I know some I know some pretty big guys that you know are baby faces and you know, but but that's okay. But I guess one of my Jeff questions Dye, to Dye, you Dye, all, Jeff is, Dye looks um, like a baby face when he ain't wearing his grandpa's shirt, his grandpa hat. Uh, <laughs> that's the best you come up with. See, we got great rapport as a tag team. People think we've been tag team for twenty daggum years, but we've only been working together for a limited time. And uh, that, wow. I think that's why we're having that's we're, awesome. We're... That's awesome. Well, okay, well, you know, you guys... the one thing about these guys, the one thing about these guys though, is uh, the APA ripped off their gimmick because these guys could kick APA's ass. Trust me. Well, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, but, but being the southern gentleman they are, they probably know how to treat a lady. So you know, that being said, guys. If you had a chance to have any kind of dream match, what kind of match would you want it to be, and who would you want your opponents to be? Well, right now, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of really talented. Are we talking about if I go back in the time machine, or are we talking about if- it? Don't it don't it don't matter. It don't matter. 
Well, I, I, right now, I'd, I'd like to get my hands on a young buck. Oh, wow. That'd be I, awesome. I think we'd, uh, you know, have a really great uh, uh, time, you know, beating those guys to death. Yeah, I don't think they could handle us, though. I mean, they're not in our weight class, but, I mean, if we're pulling tag teams out, now, if, it, if we were, uh, if we get to go back in time a little bit, it'd be nice to, to get in the ring with the Andersons. Or Ole and Tully. Or, I mean, Arn and Tully. Arn and Tully. Uh, no. We kind of worked their style a little bit, so I think it would be an interesting match if we could have went back, you know, if we could have came up with that time period. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I think you guys would I, I think you guys would have been an awesome uh, thing to match your guys' look because of your look. Uh, I think you guys would have been great against the Blackjacks, too. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. One. I've been, I've been a lot of, I've been a lot of, uh, I've been slobber knocker. That'd been brutal. There yeah. wouldn't have been much technical in that, buddy. You no, know? because <laughs> we can throw hands and we got to throw hands for sure. That's why everybody's uh, scared to get the uh, Southern Discomforts, our guest here. Uh, uh, we have, uh, we have about uh, 19 minutes with the boys. Uh, now, uh, Big Swing, I don't know if you have a, a question. I know he's uh, doing uh, double duty like he always does on Monday nights, but uh, I don't know if he has a question for you guys. If not, we'll come back to me. I'm going to ask you the tough stuff. Well, they they basically went over, you know, how they met and how they linked up and everything. But um, from a a standpoint of, of individually, uh, take us through why you guys decided to go into wrestling. I mean, a lot of uh, – a lot of kids get into sports if they're athletic, uh, and a lot of kids end up, you know, well, not a lot of kids, but people end up making it professionally in different sports. But wrestling is not one that you hear uh, a lot, at least out where I'm at anyway. So kind of what got you guys into wrestling? What what made you decide you wanted to become professional wrestlers? And kind of take us through your journey a little bit, through your story. Uh, this is Snake. I mean, I grew up watching wrestling. Watching the old WCW and when I got older, I played football in high school. Um, I was a football player. When I got out of high school, I didn't I didn't really go to college or anything like that. And I started hanging out at the Davis Arena, um, renting out the ring. They'd uh, Danny let you rent out the ring and go in there with my friends and wrestle around with them, and one day he just came up to me, and he's like, man, out of all the people that, that I took over, he come up to me, and he's like, man, I'd like to, like, I think, you, I think, you know, I, I, I don't know how much money you make in the business, but he's like, I think you should be good, and he uh, kind of went from there. That was, that was an excellent answer there, thank you, man. Um, back off, uh, back story on me, uh, I was Athlete in high school, did the shoot wrestling thing and played the high school football. And then I ended up going to uh, Campbellsville University season. I realized that, that really wasn't, uh, wasn't the path for me. I came home from classes and a, uh, a friend of mine went watching OVW show. They were running at a wasn't even OVW yet, it was still Nightmare Incorporated. And, uh, that friend of mine's name was Cousin Crazy. He had an alligator named Spot. And, uh, hey, brother, let's just go around. I've never been in 19 years old. I've college. And I watched it. And 
guys doing what they do, uh, Danny Davis and the Phantoms, Trailer Park. And, uh, you know, I watch these guys out there doing Flash Flanagan out there doing this thing, and I'm like, man, I can do what they're doing. And that we hung around till the show was over, and I said, man, what's the professional wrestler? And what's him talking? And we went over to Danny Davis's office, and Danny said, uh, hey, he said, I can't guarantee you'll make a million dollars, but I think you can make money in the wrestling industry. Sign here. And the uh, next thing you knew, I was I was training four or five days a week, and then after that, I was on the road, and I was hooked. Get out in front of the crowd the first time. It don't matter whether you're a 30-year veteran or uh, first time out there. If you, once the crowd hits you, it gets down in your bones, man. It's life. You, know, you can turn around, walk away from a business. Uh, say, well, I'm done with it. I'm gonna go ahead and explore some other avenues. And we walked away a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I went back to college and I got education and. Uh, uh, Started a family, and then all of a sudden, you know, either you answer or it knocks you on your ass. So, uh, but yeah, that's the, you know, that's the, we're steeped in wrestling. It wasn't like I was an NFL player or a bodybuilder or handpicked by Titan Sports to be the next superstar. I'm, I'm a, a wrestler, and that those are few and far between now. Now, I will say this about me. This is Snake. Uh, I did find out about a year ago I'm actually a second-generation wrestler. Um, I found out who my real father was about a year ago, and I found out my uncle uh, was trained by the smart in the dungeon in Canada because that's where my family's from. And uh, he was a wrestler. He was pretty famous in Canada and Japan, and he did uh, some WWE shots. He was actually Yokozuna's first Superstars match in WWE and stuff, so it's kind of in my blood too. Huh. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, Southern Discomforts are guests here. We have, uh, we have, well, we have about 14 minutes now. Uh, for those of you guys who've never seen uh, Southern Discomfort, um, you know, I like to uh, give uh, my thought of what they like. Now, now, you guys don't hurt me, but uh, uh, when it comes to Snake Williams, he he uh, he's a Big guy, he's kind of like a cross between uh, Kevin Owens and uh, just a, a guy you don't want to screw with in a bar. And Jedediah uh, 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 Blackhawk, uh, he's kind of like a cross between uh, Magnum P.I. and Tim McGraw. So that's that's basically what these guys look like. Don't mind if I steal that, do you, man? That was, hey, you know what? Beautiful. I've been told that I look like baby Brock Lesnar, but I've never been told I look like Kevin Owens. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I, I get better friends then. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we won't, uh, we won't, t- we won't touch on this uh, too much, you know, because uh, COVID, uh, you know, it does suck, and I think we're really starting to uh, turn the corner, but. Uh, how has uh, COVID affected you guys? Uh, have you guys had to cancel shows that will be rescheduled? Have you had to blank your calendar out to a certain date? Or uh, have you guys been able to keep chugging along? What's, uh, how has it affected you guys? Well, honestly, we really didn't get the ball rolling on Southern Discomfort. We had right one or two COVID. shows right before COVID as the tag team. And then COVID come on, and nobody was running. Nobody was looking at things. So we kind of said, yeah, we trained, we got in the gym, and, 
spent you know spent a lot of time you know, focusing on what we wanted to do with it, and it's now that you know COVID kind of reared its ugly head back underneath the pillow. You know, it, every, everybody's business is good, and I think it was kind of I think it kind of helped us a little bit because it gave us time instead of rushing into it. It gave us time to make a game plan and, and to get on the same page together and everything else. You know, it, it kind of gave us time to reflect, and know exactly where we were, what direction we wanted to take. No, so, I, can, I, I at the risk of this, at the risk of this being counterproductive, uh, I'm going to throw this out there for the guys. Uh, if you two had to go one on one in the ring with each other, uh, who wins? Well, I've won every time we went one on one. This is Snake. Oh, Snake. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, hey, Snake. Now, big swing. Now, now remember, they are in the same car together right now, so don't, you know. That's that's well, kind of what I'm trying to start us up here. Yes. Devil <laughs> just tried to tie my shoestring together. Uh, <laughs> it it See, really now, depends on the. I, I was, I was, guys, I was going to go there, but since he went there, you guys can hate on him, okay? Uh, yeah. look, look, I've seen you guys. I know how big you are. I know what you guys look like, obviously, because I just described you. But, man, I, you know, I'll tell you, i got to ask you guys, have you, uh, as a tag team, have, um, have you guys uh, uh, developed a, uh, a finishing maneuver together that you, you plan on using? And if you have... What's it called and what's involved? If not, tell us what you might want to do as a finisher. Uh, we have a finisher. Uh, we call it uh, both barrels. And uh, it's basically uh, a double spine buster that we send the guy to the moon and try to shove him through the mat. Yeah. Put him in the basement and have him count ceiling tiles. You know what we're saying? Well, it's, well we call uh, it both. That sounds pretty painful, guys. We we have uh, Southern Comfort our guests here. We got about uh, uh, not uh, ten minutes with the boys here. Um, hey, hold on a minute there. Hold on a minute there, man. It's Southern discomfort. We don't want no copyright infringement on us. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I I, I think, yeah, I think I, Icon's well, thinking about the uh, thinking about the pub as we get off the air here. That's what he's got on his mind. Well, he's drinking what we're drinking. that one. Yeah. Now, hey guys, in my I, defense, guys, in my defense, go guys, ahead, real quick I, I want to let everybody know if for some reason uh, I get uh, if I get if I drop off here, uh, I was reading a text message that just came through because uh, they obviously care about North Dakotans care for North Dakotans, but uh, and this doesn't matter to you guys, I know, but we we just uh, they just issued a severe thunderstorm slash tornado warning here. So if for some reason <coughs> I drop off. It's not because I hung up. It's because something happened with the Because you're drinking all that Southern <laughs> Comfort. I get it. I get it. Uh, so, 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 Granny, um, you were about to say something for Icon Step well, Over Your Toes I, here? I, 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 have, I have a question for Southern Discomfort. Now, I may have had some friends actually wrestle at your organization. Hmm. Um, the Tate Twins. Do they still wrestle yeah, for you guys you know, or not? We we know the Tate Twins. They wrestled OBW with What about um, a guy? He either would have went, went by the name of maybe 
Xander Gold or Alexander Gold? Do you know him? I don't. He's no, from Arkansas. OVW is really, really popular independent. And every week they're bringing in, you know, fresh new guys. Uh, you know, they. It's hard to. I mean, our work at OVW is limited because they're trying to give a lot of young guys an opportunity. Um, and and they're not. They don't bring in any anybody that's that's just terrible. So uh, yeah, it's uh, if, if you're the Tate twins, they're they're a phenomenal mix. They're they're fast and young. Oh yeah, I I know. I personally know the Tate twins. They're personal friends of mine. Well, the other guy that I mentioned, um, he might have went by the name of even Dusty Gold too, because I I know I think he came down there to your company for a brief time within the past few months. I mean, I don't know exactly when he came. He either came down there right before COVID hit or maybe short. I, I don't remember when he was down there, but I think he was down there for a brief time, a couple of different times. Well, to be honest with you, uh, over the last couple of months, me and Jeb's been expanding outside of OVW. We've done a lot of shots different areas, different states. We got a shot coming up in August, uh, August 1st in Tina, New York. Uh, so, I mean, we don't just... We're oh, he's in my neck of the woods. I, I'm, up in, uh, I'm up in Albany, New York, so you only have a, only, only be about two hours north of me. Nice. But y'all can see the show. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It's just a Messina Arena, I believe it's some kind of a hockey venue. Yeah. Well, wait. You said you said Messina, M E S S I N A, Messina, New York. I believe that's it. Yeah, Messina. That's up near the. uh, Literally, it's kind of cool, guys. Uh, uh, Messina, the the town itself is about three stoplights, but when you get to the arena and you look out, you know, in the arena, you're gonna see a uh, an exchange station. That's Canada, right there. So you're right up on the Canadian border up there. So that'd be we're, pretty cool. We're, we're working for a company called New Breed, and they got a hell of a lineup coming up there. They got Eugene, they got Chris Masters, they got the Cologne brothers, they got uh, Carlito, they got Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Everybody's going to be on that show who's anybody, and that's why Southern Discomfort's going to be on that show. Uh, and uh, when, when is that show, guys? August 1st. August 1st. August 1st. All right, and then uh, that might be an early birthday present to myself, Icon, because my birthday is August twenty-first. So I might uh, treat myself to a little early birthday present, take a two and a half hour car ride north, and uh, go see that show. Well, you can bring me a birthday present because my birthday is August thirtieth. Oh well, there we go. See, well, uh, great minds. What? And guys, my Granny's birthday is August twenty-ninth. Oh, hey, look at this! Go. Three August birthdays, but well, hey, Granny, but hey, hey, the hey, birthday present hey, hey. will be my selfie with these two guys, and I'll, I'll send you one. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jebediah's birthday is not in August, but it was in 1776. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, I uh, may, but, uh, I may uh, have uh, to try to get you guys to Arkansas and wrestle too, you know, so. Well, look, hey, I'll tell you what. Screw you guys. I was born in the wintertime. I was born in January, so screw you guys. Anyway, 
December, it was just December of 76. Well, there you go. 1776. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have uh, some of the discoveries, I guess, here. we got about uh, four minutes left. So, uh, real quick, guys, if uh, our fans wanted to, so we can do this, our fans wanted to check you guys out and see. You guys got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Why would they have a GoFundMe? We, we we have a uh, we have a Facebook page uh, Southern Discomfort on Facebook, and I tried to do the Instagram and the Twitter, but it's just too much to keep up with with our busy lives. So mainly we just we just do the Facebook thing. And uh, you know now yeah we might do not, we might do an OnlyFans, but we each do have our own pages too. <laughs> we have uh, Snake Williams. Well. On Facebook, it won't let me go by Snake Williams Jr., so I go by my uh, my old name, which is Nate Steele, and then Jebediah Blackhawks on Facebook also. Yeah, I've always been Jebediah Blackhawks. That's awesome. And uh, I don't know if you guys uh, would be willing to do this, because we do have a contest going on. Anybody that uh, uh, goes to our page on Facebook, Off the Ropes, and likes it from the end of the show to the beginning of uh, next week's show, are automatically... Uh, uh, entered in the contest where you can win uh, either a uh, autographed picture from this week's guest or a past guest. And if you really like the icon, if you butter them up enough, I might even let you choose who you get an autograph from. But uh, would you guys be willing to send us some autographs uh, for giveaways for our fans? Yeah, we'd be willing to get in that contest. Who can we get an autograph from? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, brother, we, we got them in the. They're in the mail. They're in the mail. Don't worry about it. He's he's full. full <laughs> All right. Well, if if you guys if you guys can uh, if you guys can send an of yourselves, I'll let you I'll let you enter in. You guys can win autographs for yourselves. How's that sound? There you go. There you go. <laughs> or uh, if. Uh, and, and I might be able to arrange it. You guys could probably win an autograph from our upcoming guest, Air Force Amy, out of the Bunny Ranch, and uh, she's going to be interesting. She'll be on with us in about two minutes. So, uh, uh, Icon, I may have I may have missed this uh, when I was in the other studio because we got the hockey playoffs going in the other uh, the other station. Um, with uh, with these guys, you, you, when you called in pre-show to check in with us, uh, you told us you're on your way back from a show. Um, what show was that, and how did you guys do? kind of cut off a little bit on it. Yeah. Oh, did you not hear what I said? Don't say it again. I said uh, you were coming back from an OVW show. That's about all I got. Oh, uh, no. We, we we worked in Carrollton, uh, Kentucky at the Carroll County Fair. Uh, we wrestled Brandon Espinosa and Adam Revolver, and we kicked their ass. Oh, well, beautiful. I thought you could say ass on the radio. I don't believe you're saying Oh, yeah, you can. After after 10 p.m. you can. The only word that they really that they really don't like you to say is the F word, uh, and sometimes that slips. But we're on a 10 second delay, so I can just I can just hit the uh, 
little beep button if that happens. So, yeah, you guys are fine. And the other word you can't say on this show is Edge or Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, hold up, man. Hold up, man. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! How about them Cowboys? See, I like this guy, Icon. I like this guy already. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, we want to say uh, I don't know if our next guest is on, but I'm sure she'll be yes, calling she yep. shortly. But uh, yep, yep, yep. She's I, I want to thank you guys for I want to thank you guys for joining us, and uh, you're awesome. And we'll definitely have you on again. Whatever, you, if whatever stuff you can send us for giveaways, we would be very appreciative. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. And y'all just took a sip. You let it burn, and you just felt the southern discomfort. Yeah, they put there we go. There we go. Thanks, Gotta guys. love that. All right, Icon. All right. Is, uh, you said they're on there already? 775 number. I looked it up. It's out of Nevada, so I'm assuming that's yep. that's the, the deal here. Yep. There you go. Put them on. I'll, so, do, the, I'll do the thing. Yeah, do what you got to do, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Step out of the green room and walking down the aisle. The greatest female in the history of the Bunny Ranch, the most famous entertainer in the history of the Bunny Ranch, and a great friend of mine, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one. I give you the only, the beautiful, the lovely, the vivacious, Air Force Emmy. Hey, this is Air Force Amy, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How's it all going tonight, guys? Good, and uh, I hope after uh, all the emails you won't put a restraining order on me. I I know that you want to, but uh, I appreciate it. Well, it's already there. I just want to see what happens when you break it. Yeah, I was gonna okay. say what 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 he meant to say was he hopes you lift it, not not. But but anyway, he's just you know he's a little he's a little tired. You know, it's been a long show. Yeah, I could see so, that. <laughs> so uh, Air Force Amy's our guest here. Uh, we got uh, thirties here with Amy. Uh, we might uh, go a little overtime if she'll uh, if she can stand that. Uh, but here's what we're gonna do. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask a few questions, and uh, Granny may have one or two. And then we'll have Big Swing ask his, and we'll uh, come back to me. I'm going to ask you the tougher question. So go ahead. Give us a little background. Okay. Well, you know me as Air Force Amy. I'm a living legend in the world of sex because I'm so sexy and talented. And I'm out here in Nevada in the legal brothels. I'm probably most famous for being a, um, a reality star on HBO's reality series called uh, Cat House. And that's why I became famous outside the bedroom. So I'm really famous in the bedroom and in the minds of many, 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 many men. But I went national and uh, in the in the living rooms of everyone on the HBO Cat House show. So now I'm at the Bunny Ranch in Carson City, Nevada. We were closed for 14 months due to COVID. We were had a mandatory shutdown. We just opened on May 1st, and we're just some hopping little bunnies out here. We're just hopping and popping. Everything's good. Everybody's happy. We're all making money. Everybody's getting back to skin on skin and between the sheets, and it's all good. How's it happening? You're right. 
So, uh, with, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, you uh, is it safe to say that you would have to be uh, the most famous gal in the history of the Bunny Ranch? I'd say I'm the most famous prostitute. As a matter of fact, Wikipedia lists me as one of the most famous prostitutes in the history of the world. And uh, now, but yes, uh, would be yes. No, I don't know if you if you uh, remember this or not, but uh, uh, I I have interviewed you before uh, back when I was on the uh, Ben and Jim show out of Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, and uh, I booked you as a guest when I was known as uh, uh, Sanchez back in the day, and uh, uh, so this is actually the second time I've ever interviewed you. Oh, really? Yeah, second time's always better, isn't it? Right, and uh, if I, I don't know if you remember the interview. I don't want to bore too many people with it because we're, we're talking uh, in the, the present now, but uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but the guys actually uh, tried to uh, get me a date with you, and I, uh, I I fizzled out actually. Oh no, really? No, what that, that seems that seems to be that seems to be a trend. What happened? Well, you know, I well, I, they had me do some of my bad pickup lines on you, and none of them worked. So you're like, well, uh, he's well, out. they're really bad. <laughs> well, yeah. like, they are yeah. really bad. The easiest pickup so, uh, line for is listen. The easiest pickup line for Air Force Amy is I got a thousand bucks. Let's go. Yeah, there we go. Right, and I, that's and too I, hard to pick me up. Okay. And I and I think I think the other reason why uh, it didn't work is because I only had two hundred fifty dollars. Ah, oh. that might get you about that might get you about a minute and a half, which which for you right. probably would have probably would have been sufficed. But anyway, right. Everything everything's negotiable, so. Just bring what you can. So, we'll figure it out. So, so yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. So, Air Force Amy's our guest here. We got thirty-three minutes. So, uh, how did you get the? First off, let's talk about how you got the nickname Air Force Amy. Oh, that's real easy. I made it up. How about that? <laughs> oh, there's okay. I, I, I thought there's like more to it. Uh, <laughs> there's a rumor. Because there's a, there's actually a rumor that. What do you think? You think I did like a thousand guys in the Air Force? What do you think? How do you think I came up with that? Why do you think I have this name? Well, well, there's well I think I think he wasn't that, sure if you used to do like USO shows or something, and you know that kind of became your your tagline because of you know you entertaining you know for military members or something. I think is what he was he was getting at because uh, it's kind of something that. It flows well off the tongue. I think he was wondering if maybe you made it yourself, which you just clarified, or if somebody had given you the name. So I think that's where he was going. Yeah, I made up the name. What do you think I made up the name? Well, there's a rumor that you can do one-armed push-up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I could probably do that. <laughs> I can do one-armed push-ups and pull-ups, okay? How about that? <laughs> nice. So uh, Air Force Navy's our guest here. We got uh, 32 minutes, and uh, like I say, I'm going to tread lightly because I still want you to like me after this interview is over. But I'm sure that's been shocking hell too. But anyway, I like you so, after this uh, interview. Now, I really disliked you before I get on the phone. Oh, well, there you go. So, she told oh, okay. you. Okay, all right. Well, like I say, I'm, I'm going to tread lightly. So uh, now, um, you, how uh, many you know, days? You know, want to know how to make Air Force Navy not mad at you? Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. <laughs> 
That's not how much. You're gonna make me. You're gonna make Air Force Amy go away. Thousand, thousand bucks. bucks. Yeah. I'll say a flight for about twenty thousand. How about that? There we go. Icon, you guys can have a sleepover. You just got to give her your life savings. Well, Is it a well, goal like for the? Well, you know, Amy, if I sell if I sell everything I own, I can probably buy you lunch. But anyway, uh, so now you uh, you work at the world famous Bunny Ranch. We're gonna, we're going to talk about all aspects because I am a fan, and uh, you'll you get to know how big of a fan I am here in a little bit. Uh, so you're at the world famous Bunny Ranch. How many days a week uh, are you there? And uh, is there a certain number of days you have to be there? Uh, do you get to set your own hours? Kind of tell us about your typical week at the Bunny Ranch. So, you know, I'm Air Force Amy, and I've been there a couple of decades now. So I'm what you would call Bunny Ranch royalty, and I've paid my dues, and, and so I get to call all my own shots. I, so I go in when I feel like going in, when I go in when I'm horny, I go in when I want to, when I want to have sex and have fun. And when I'm tired, I go home. So usually I'll be there maybe on Fridays or Saturdays. And I like to work by appointment because I only like to take one appointment a day because you never know how long it's going to last or how long I'm going to keep you. It's all up to me. It's not up to anybody else but myself how long I want to keep you and what I want to do with you and how much I want to get, how much I want to get paid for that. Okay? I call all the shots. And nice. So I'm gonna yeah. ask I'm gonna ask you more about that uh towards the end. Uh so now and you have to like email you said, me. You've been, you've been you there. have to email me. You have to email me at airforceamy at bunnyranch dot com. That's real easy. Airforceamy at bunnyranch dot com. For all your listeners have any questions on how to make an appointment to see me and how to request a date or an appointment, that's all you have to do. And I also have OnlyFans. That's where you can see all my X-rated stuff, all my triple X. We've had to take all our triple X offline now because a whole bunch of rules. The only place to find it is at OnlyFans slash Air Force Amy. And it's just a really small subscription fee, and you can see everything. And I'm telling you, triple X, just naughty, naughty, naughty. And I have really sexy and really pretty pictures, and I talk to you three times a day. And it's a really small subscription fee. And then when you get ready and you're comfortable, then you email me or direct message me when you have a date in mind. And we can start figuring out what it is you want to do and and all the things we're going to experience and how how good it's going to feel and what you're hoping you want to do and fill all your fantasies. How about no, that? I, I, well, so if... Uh, well, let's talk about the subscription fee. What uh, is it? Uh, a monthly fee, a daily fee, a weekly fee? Monthly. It's a monthly fee. You just go there, and check it out. But mostly, I want to see you at the Bunny Ranch. But just in case you want to see what I look like nowadays, my most my most recent photos there on BunnyRanch dot com on Air Force Amy. And you can so, click on my. Uh, so how many uh, how many girls are currently at the Bunny Ranch nowadays? I think they have about twenty or twenty-five on rotation. Now, uh, none of the girls live at the ranch, right? Everybody has their own apartments, their own houses, correct? That's correct. And uh, now, is the Bunny Ranch? Uh, I know you mentioned COVID. We'll kind of touch on that a little bit, not too much, because we know COVID sucks. But uh, now, is, is it open twenty-four-seven, three sixty-five? Uh, like unless like a holiday or 
what what are the general typical hours of the bunny ranch? It's open twenty four seven. You're gonna see the most girls on the floor at about seven o'clock, between five o'clock and seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. That's when all three ships convert converge into one. And we're never closed. Never the only time we ever closed is when the government when the governor shut us down for COVID. But everything's all good out here in northern Nevada. We are nowhere near Las Vegas. We're eight hours away from Las Vegas. You have to if wow. you go to Vegas, take either an airplane, one hour commuter flight that they have like fourteen or fifteen of them every hour on the hour from Las Vegas. You know, our driver comes to the airport and picks you up, free of charge, brings you to the bunny ranch. You have a good time. You can go to a local hotel or take you right back to the airport, and that's all just. Free of charge and complimentary, so it's very, very easy to get in and out of our airport or just into the airport. Las Vegas is busy, 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 crazy. It's really much better up here in northern Nevada. We're only 30 miles south of Lake Tahoe, and we have the casinos and the gambling and the brothels and everything that you would ever want to, to have in your entire life right here. And you don't have all the all the, 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 the crazy BS of, of Vegas either because uh... – you know, I know that that city can get kind of crazy. Um, so that, that that that's cool though, because when when people think of Nevada, that you know, obviously that they think of Vegas. Uh, the fact that you're bringing popularity to some of the smaller cities and driving in some revenue up there is uh, really nice to see as well. Well, also Reno is only Carson City is only a 20 minute ride from Reno, where the airport Reno, is. Yep. Only a couple hours from Sacramento, four hours from San Francisco. It's two-hour hours uh, from Los Angeles. Two hours Like I said, I don't want to keep you over that, but if you'd be willing to stick with us and go overtime, that'd be great, too. Uh, so uh, Air Force is our guest here. Now, uh, there, I know there are certain rules at, at the Bunny Land. Uh, let's say that... Uh, you know, um, someone wants to come in and, uh, you know, like, for instance, uh, like a poor gentleman, um, that he only has $200, let's say. Now, is that, uh, you guys just, like, say thanks for coming and show him the door? Hey, are you talking about yourself? Are you talking about himself? I know he is. <laughs> a little on how that works. You just come on in with what you have, honey, work something out. She might she might shake your hand for two hundred dollars. That might be kind of cool. I think you just come in with whatever you have. When it's the most <laughs> that you put together, everything that you can put together. Because the more you pay, the more you play. Bring it on in. There we and go. See what we pay. We got something for everyone. So okay, so so you are so you are willing to work with somebody now. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can reveal this or not, but uh, you know, I'm sure with as famous you are, I'm sure that you may have repeat customers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, and you probably, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but uh, Ev, um, doing uh, your work at the Bunny Ranch, have you uh, got to uh, hang out with a lot of famous celebrities and meeting a lot of uh, celebrities here? And you're like, they like coming in, like, oh my God, that's him or that's her, or does that ever happen? I've met a lot of celebrities at celebrity events. I'm not going to say which celebrities ever came to the Bunny Ranch or if any celebrities ever did, but I've met many, many, many celebrities throughout my career at celebrity events. 
Uh, and but Icon, you know, it is tough for celebrities to to and being in the media business myself and interviewing athletes every day on my sports show, I, I do know this that it, it is very very difficult for uh, celebrities and pro athletes and things like that to really you know to go to one of these places uh, nowadays simply because literally everything they do is on camera or documented. Somebody would find out, and in the way that today's society is, uh, they would end up there. I mean, there'd, there'd be some people that wouldn't care, but there would be some people that, you know, they would get that negative backlash for that as well. Um, the most popular icon, I don't know if you remember hearing this or not, uh, and I'm not sure if it was at uh, Air Force Amy's one or not. I, I believe it was down in Vegas, but uh, Lamar Odom uh, went to, to, he was a former Lakers player, uh, he went to one of these places, and uh, the only reason he got found out though was because he he just he OD'd. Okay? Well, exactly. But the thing the is, is that there, those people were taking pictures, not us girls. Okay, no, no, no. Of course, the girls. Jesse Ventura was very used to frequent the Bunny Ranch many, many, many years ago. Yeah, well, no, of course the girls aren't, aren't taking pictures and reporting it. I mean, the girls aren't running to their phones and going on Twitter and going, oh, my God, guess who's here? No, I meant, like, you know, people taking videos, uh, people finding out things. People have a weird way of finding out things about these celebrities. Everything they do is documented. So, Icon, it is very tough for celebrities to go to these kind of places without so, somebody finding I mean, out. Some, some of those places may be a massage parlor or something, honey, but we're very good at being discreet, okay? We have discreet exactly. building, we have discreet entrances, we have, I mean, your secret is safe with us. We see plenty of professional athletes, okay? Plenty. Uh, well, there we go. Let me, let me put this out there, because, you know, the Icon is a big celebrity in North Dakota, and uh, Big Swing will attest to this. Uh, let's say that, uh, you know, the icon shows up at, at the ranch there. Uh, so I wouldn't have to worry about uh, someone uh, uh, putting on Facebook, hey, the icon was just here or anything like well, that. Well, I wouldn't have to worry about that anyway. But, no, she just said that they're super discreet. We're super discreet, and you would email us ahead of time and let us know that you yes. know, you needed some, some celebrity discreetness and, and some um, VATP protection and and we have all kinds of ways of getting you in here without nobody knowing anything, in and out, nothing, nothing is, there's no transaction, on paper trail, nothing, okay? We've been in business for 75 years, and we're not going to let some stupid little slip get us, you know, get, we want you to come back. We don't want you to get in trouble, period. There we go. That's, that, that's awesome. So now, um, at, you know, at the Bunny Ranch, you you know, you guys are obviously uh, business women, which is which is awesome. You know, you have to make a living. I understand that. But uh, let's say that someone wanted to just come and check out the Bunny Ranch and hang out and maybe just talk to the girls for a little bit. Is that allowed or is it like Absolutely. Uh, if yep. you want to be here, you got to pay? Nope. It used to be like that. Maybe 40 years ago, there was just a little bench in the parlor, and you just waited for the next girl in turn. But no, Dennis made it so we are we are the friendliest brothels in Nevada. Our parlor is actually a parlor, not just something to look at. We hang out and talk to you and have a good time. Oh, this is really nice in the summertime now. We have a huge front porch. There's going to be 14, 15 people out there on that front porch just taking in the in the good summertime air and, and having a good talk and having fun and laughing. And, nice. Yeah. Sounds fun. It's like the only place in America you can go where you're not talking about one side of the aisle or the other. Everybody gets along at the Bunny Ranch. 
so let me ask you this. Let's say that, uh, you know, this is strictly hypothetical, so I don't want the fans to get excited. Uh, but let's say that the icon were to come and, uh, you know, I, I, I send you an email and I, I book a session with you and I want to take you out to dinner, you know, and then whatever, uh, is, uh, are you allowed to do that? Like leave the bunny ranch, uh, and then come <laughs> back, leave- uh, or is that problem? We, we are one of the few counties, the only counties in Nevada that does allow the ladies to be us to, to act as escorts. Within the county, as long as the transaction, the transaction takes place at the bunny ranch. So we don't do out call like an escort. You can't call us up and then we can see you. You have to come to the bunny ranch first, book it, and then we can go somewhere. That's awesome. And uh, it is awesome. Um, so at, at the at, and uh, we we know that our, our our other co-host has no questions. So, but she's still here. She's listening. We know that. Uh, we we didn't forget about you, Granny. We we love you. Uh, so now, um, does each performer there have uh, their own uh, room there, uh, where they do their thing, or like like you because you've been there for two decades? Do you have like is there like the Air Force Amy Suite or anything like that? Oh yeah, I have a full I have a full on playhouse on the property. I have a three bedroom house. They call my own. Other girls have sweets. Other girls, yeah. It depends on how much money you make, how much, money, what kind of earner you are, as to how nice a room or suite you can get. And I have a three-bedroom house. So, in, in addition well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then, for our, our fans that don't know. Uh, uh, let's say a, a gentleman comes in and uh, he likes, he really loves Air Force Amy, and uh, there's he meets another girl when he's there. Uh, is it allowed to uh, have double dates, a guy and two gals? Is that allowed? Or of course. It, why why wouldn't awesome? it be? As long as he can pay for it. Two is better than one. Three is the key. Five is the king's part. <laughs> uh, Air Force Amy is our guest here. Uh, we have 17 minutes. Now, uh, let's kind of talk about the, the reality shows you've been on. Uh, you, you've been on several episodes of The Cat Box. Uh, uh, how... Did they uh, did they approach you, or did they have to go through a manager? Are you uh, are you a sole proprietor? Or how did they hook you up with Catbox? Uh, it's called Cat House. Or Cat House. I'm sorry, <laughs> Cat House. Sorry. I like that Catbox. Someone to laugh at some of my jokes, but anyway. So the cat house. It's about so time. How did, they, how did the how, how did you get hooked up with the cat? See, you were supposed to be playing the sound effect at that time. You missed the opportunity. But uh, no, so I, I just I just let up. you wallow in this one. You know, I didn't need to. I didn't need to add right. to it. So how did, how did you get hooked up with the cat house? Well, the, uh, someone someone approached Dennis with the idea. They they approached HBO. HBO came out and they said that they were going to do just a one hour documentary and um, it would be the first time ever prices revealed from uh, a legal brothel because our prices are just top secret. We can't, we don't tell prices. Okay. And um, so that's how they came out and they thought it would take them about a year to get this, uh, uh, the documentary, documentary going, but it took them like two weeks 
we just we just hand fed them everything that they needed and gave them and and aired the episode. Our initial air date was the time slot after the very last episode of The Sopranos. So we had a lot of views on HBO, and it was a hit. And we shot um, not so many seasons, but episodes. We we shot episodes throughout. I think on the course of 10 years or 15 years, and we just got pulled off of their the airtime maybe three years ago, two years ago. When uh, yeah, so you can find the episodes on Hulu, Catbox, not Catbox, Catbox. <laughs> yes, don't don't look up Catbox icon. Look up Catbox. Now, okay. Now you uh, here, here's how big of a fan I am because I I, uh, I always uh, you know I always uh, I admit this was before DVR, so I used to. Uh, when you're on the cat house, uh, I used to set my VCR. This is going way back. I used to have, uh, I, I still have all the tapes. What I would do is I would set my VCR to record the episodes of the cat house uh, on VHS. Uh, now they have DVR, so you don't have to worry about VHS, but that's how big a fan I am. But my favorite event that I ever saw you on, and I, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about this, but you were on The Man Show. And the particular episode that you were on, you guys watched uh, Pretty Woman. And you actually, yeah. in that episode, you actually broke down in tears. And I actually cried, too. Tell Aww. us about how you got hooked up with a man show. Um, they just came out. I mean, you know, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel at the time. I didn't even realize that until, like, maybe a year ago. I wondered why every time Dennis would go out to L.A., he'd put Jimmy Kimmel on the phone and, and Jimmy would say that he wanted me to pee in his mouth. Like, who is this guy? What is he? What, what is this? And yeah, I guess I, I met him way back when we were in the man show and apparently he wants me to pee in his mouth. Yeah. I got, it was, uh, it was, um, Jimmy Kimmel, and Adam Carolla was the man show. Yeah. Adam Carolla. Yeah. I know I, that. I can deal with Adam but, Carolla. Um, yeah, you uh but anyway, so you guys were the episode you were watching uh Pretty Woman and you did break down and cry about that. We know in Pretty Woman it was played by it was Julie Roberts and Richard Gere. Of course she played a prostitute uh in the movie. Um and uh, you know, at the end is when you you know, you kinda of broke down and cried. I kinda of cried with you. Uh and uh you know, that was a real reaction and you were you did have an emotional tie to that movie, correct? Oh yeah, man! Everybody wants to get res- rescued by Richard Gere and put hamsters up his ass. But yeah, why, why, why wouldn't they want to? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I that actually kind of went a little farther than I was going to go, but I kind of like that. Uh, so now you, um, now when you did the 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 man cave show, uh, or the man show. You're just uh, you're just messing up names left and right tonight. <laughs> well, look, she, she, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. She's got me flustered. I'm sorry, but anyway, so when you did the the man show, uh, did uh, you guys? Uh, how many days did it take you to uh, film that? And when did you film it? To how long it took before it aired? What was the time frame, if you can recall? I don't recall exactly what the um the. The filming to air date was what the the, the time frame was, but I don't know we just you know there's cameras around we're just having fun you know Dennis would give everyone free drinks and everyone get drunk and have fun and be on film and next thing you know, <laughs> and that's the last time we thought of it you know 
we were thinking about, oh, when am I going to be on TV? We were like, that was just like something we had to get through that night because we really just want to make money. We just really want to, you know, we're business women and we're there to make money. And when we got people out there taking pictures and doing videos and wanting to put us on TV and stuff too, that's just something we got to deal with on top of trying to do our job. So now, well, the same thing, then my, I guess my same question is with, with the cat house. Now, is it true that when you did the cat house, they, they basically filmed all the episodes, like, in a row, and then they just aired them weekly? Or did they? No. Did you have a weekly filming schedule with the cat house? No, they come out a couple times a year for a couple weeks. That's awesome. Now, uh, you mentioned that uh, if someone uh, – you mentioned there is the Air Force Amy Sweet, and uh, you mentioned that it's best that people contact you by email. And uh, we'll have you at at the end here. We'll have you give that again. Uh, but now you prefer that uh, that someone does uh, contact you in advance. How much notice would you like a fan to give you before they come out there and see you? You know, I usually most people will give me like a month notice if they're going to fly, so they can get a good deal on airfare. And with the way that airfare is going up now, I'd say you need to book two months in advance. But I see anyone for even same-day appointments. If you can give me the night before, I can come in the following day. Usually, you can arrange my schedule. But the best thing to do is email me as soon as you, you want to do something. And as soon as you know that you can take some time off and be here, then I need to know what those dates are, and you need to just get, a, get, a, just get here, and I'll take care of the rest. So, you know, you mentioned you usually work just, you know, Fridays and Saturdays. And, you know, I'll tell you what. I, I admire your work schedule. Uh, you know, with uh, with the with the radio show here, I'm trying to set it up so me and Big Swing only have to work one day a week. You know, and uh, you know, live the Air Force Amy lifestyle, working two days a week. We'd love to be able to do that. But Bro, Howard Stern doesn't even work one day a week. I mean, that, 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 that's a nice aspiration, but I don't know about that. Maybe maybe two to three days if we're lucky. Well, I, I'm working on it, Forrest. You know that. Uh, so mm-hmm. now let's, you know, like you mentioned you work, you know, you, your prime days are Friday and Saturday, but let's say that, uh, there's a, um, I don't know, 19 year old kid, you know, and, uh, he's new to the, the thing and, uh, he'll be out in Vegas on a Wednesday. Would you make an exception? Absolutely. I'll make exceptions for any day of the week. I just need to know one ahead of time, at least one day ahead of time, the longer, it's like making a general appointment, you know, or a hair appointment. Just be courteous for God's sake, okay? I'm going to be sucking your dick. Okay, be nice and be courteous. Give me some leeway and give me some time and, and set it up like a date. Set it up. Set it up. So, so basically, so I, I quote, uh, so I quote uh, uh, Jim Carrey, you're telling me there is a chance. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, th- th- there's also a uh, a cost icon. There is a chance. You got Okay, let's wrap this up, guys. We're good. I'm going to give you my email address at airforceamy at bunnyranch.com and go to OnlyFans, Air Force Amy, okay? And watch my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram, too, but mostly I want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, go to my OnlyFans, Email me, airforceamy at bunnyranch.com, and get out here and see me. And get real quick, I know you got to – real quick, I know I know you got to go. 
you know, we like you to stick around for a little while longer, but I understand you got to go. But uh, for just for our, our fans, just would you be willing to do one or two autographs that we can have for giveaways? One or two. I, I, I'll even pay you for them to give them away. Yeah, but would you be willing to, to do that, that? icon? Because listen, you have just you have just been hammering me for months. And without a single solitary form of anything. So, look, you're going to send me a self-addressed stamped envelope to the Bunny Ranch. There okay? we go. Email me what that address is, a self-addressed stamped envelope, a, a big one, and I will send you an, an autographed picture. How about that? Okay. Now, let, let everybody know that's fair. if they want to come, if they want to, come to the Bunny Ranch. I'm going to dine from you people, okay? Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I'm sorry, but here's the well, thing. If our fans want to know, let, let our fans know, what is the address of the Bunny Ranch? The what? The address the, of the they have Google icon. They, they can Google it. It's 69 Moonlight Road, Carson City, Nevada. All right. So, uh, Go to BunnyRanch.com. BunnyRanch.com, so, there's so, an FAQ. AirForceAmy.com has an FAQ. But look here, boys. I got to go, Okay. Thank you right. so we much. love you, Amy. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Air Force Amy, well, um, that's uh, not the first time I've ever been rejected. Probably won't be the last. But anyway, that was awesome, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. No, it was, it was definitely interesting. It was, um, it, you know, a, a different interview than we're used to to doing, but it was I, – I liked it. It was good. Well, you know, well, you know, we've had we've had adult stars on before, but I don't, uh, and we've had famous ones on. But I, I, would you say that she's the most famous one of that genre? Yes. Okay. Now uh, I, I got to let you guys know something real quick. I got a lot of feedback uh, from last week. Remember who we had on last week? I do. Yes. I don't know if a casual listener does, but I remember. Remember we had Chrissy Krueger on, right? Yes, yes, yes. The Vampires. Well, yep. you know, she's going to be making a couple more appearances because uh, she's got a lot to say. Uh, now, okay. now, here's the thing. I'm going to let everybody know to tune in when she's going to be on. And uh, you have to go to Off the Ropes on Facebook to find out who our guests are going to be next week. But I'll tell you what, I have a big surprise. We have. I'm going to give this hint right now. I'm not going to say who it is, but they have confirmed, uh, and we're going to have a WWF legend. Now, this individual was in the WWF before it went to WWE. Uh, He's a big man on campus, and he's already confirmed, and he's going to be on with us for 45 minutes plus. If we can go over, I don't know, do the Yankees play next Monday? Um... I believe so. Let, let me let me let me double check here, but I believe so. I mean, I mean, baseball plays pretty much every day. Hang on. Well, what, what would the date be? The um, the fourteenth. Yeah. Well, you know, we're on every Monday, right? Well, no, I know that, but I was wondering what the date was. Uh, the fourteenth. Okay. Da, 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 da. June. 13th, nope, we are off on the 14th. We have a game on the 13th and the 15th. Okay. So that should be good. Uh, we're out, actually, speaking of the Yankees, we're out in your neck of the woods tomorrow, Icon. The Yankees are in 
uh, in Minnesota tomorrow to play the Twins. Uh, I think it's what is it a three game series or a four game series? Three. And I think that's the only time we play you guys this year, is it? I believe so. All right. Uh, you know, uh, that's the thing. You know, the Twins and the Yankees, uh, I think they get together once a year, I think, the way it is, right? Um, yeah, well, unless we're playing your division that year, yes, but we're playing a different division. We just – you guys are like the alternate games. But, yeah, yep. Uh, so, so with that being said, uh, any predictions on uh, wins, losses? Uh, are you guys going to go 3-0? and Two and one, one and two, zero oh and three. What do you what do you think? Oh boy. Um, I mean, the Yankees have been pretty piss poor in terms of their uh, runs allowed. I mean, they they. Well, the Twins they, haven't been very good either. Yeah, but the Yankees just don't score runs. They're hitting all solo home runs if they hit home runs, and they're just not putting runs across the plate. Uh, in fact, the Kansas City Royals, um, the Kansas City Royals are a rebuilding team. And they have more runs scored overall in the year than the Yankees do. So we just we just don't score. Uh, our pitching has been lackluster. Corey Kluber's out. So it's really, um, you know, it's it's really a crapshoot. Um, I, I mean, if I'm looking at this game, it is tomorrow at eight ten, and it is going to be, I believe. Let me see if they tell me who's pitching. If if, if it's Cole. And we we've got a shot, but uh, uh, let's see here. Yes, so so we have to try to get on track. Yada yada yada. I'm reading all the the, the paperwork uh, headlines that we've got here from from the Yankees. I I think I think it's a three game series. This is basically a must win for the Yankees. So I'm gonna say we get it back on track. If you're saying Minnesota, because Minnesota's about 11 games under 500 right now. 24 and 35 we're 31 and 29 so i mean we're not great either but with you guys being so far under 500 i think we uh we should be um we should be okay you you guys also have a lot of i'm looking at your lineup here you guys got a lot of guys in the il as well um but yeah the Yankees we have a are, uh, well yeah but here's the thing the yankees are are 26 in in the mlb uh, in batting average 26 in runs, 23rd in hits, 13th in home runs, 25th in slugging percentage, 6th in ERA. I mean, they're just not playing well, whereas the Twins are 10th overall in average, 11th in runs, 9th in hits, 4th in home runs. The Twins hit a lot of home runs. 11th in on-base percentage. So, I mean, the, you know, the, the statistics say that Minnesota should, you know, should win the series. Um, they're on a, Minnesota's on a two-game winning streak. Yankees have lost four in a row. So, I mean, it, it really does, you know, it really, it, it's a crapshoot. I mean, we, we got to get on, we got to get on track tomorrow. Um, and obviously I'm going to be watching that game uh, pretty intently. Uh, it's going to be Montgomery going against Pineda. Uh So, so it should be, should be interesting. Both guys have a little over three for the ERA. So, it should be fun time. It should be fun time. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we got we got five minutes left of regular time, and uh, maybe we can go a little overtime. I think Granny's still there, but, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, I've been getting a lot of feedback uh, on, uh, you know, I don't know why everybody – well, I uh, – okay. I'm, let me rephrase that. I love it when people send uh, Facebook messages to me asking questions about the show, who's coming on, 
you know, this and that, you know, complimenting us on what we're doing. People like what we're doing. Uh, but, you know, I don't like, and I'm going to say this right now, and it, it'll probably flood my inbox tenfold, but uh, probably like is, yeah, you know, if you have a complaint, if you if there's something you don't like, call into the show. Don't be a dick, okay? <laughs> don't be a slap. Yeah, but don't be a dick on the airwaves either, though, because I mean, I will. Yeah. I will. I will hit that dump button pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, look, we we love our callers here, okay? But you know, calling was a legitimate question. Don't be a dick, okay? That's one thing, and yes. you know, uh, every you know what the biggest feedback is that people seem to enjoy, and I don't know why, that? but people seem to enjoy when the icon gets frustrated and goes on a tirade. Why do people um, like that? Yeah, well, it's entertaining. I, I don't like doing it, you know? You know, I I mean, I don't like going on tirades. I, I don't like getting upset and getting frustrated. Uh, and I, for everybody that that may think that my tirades are um, are scripted or are uh, not real. Guess what? Every one of them, they are. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, they're, they're they're off the cuff. I I, I can attest to that. But well, we don't script any of. The only thing that we come up with is ways to piss him off. But once we do it, uh, we just let him. We just let him run with it. So, yeah. You know, and the the other funny, the other fun thing I like is when uh, people say, uh, you know, why do you have an issue with Canada? Why do you have an issue with Winnipeg? Why do you have an issue with yes. Kevin Owens? Well, I just say, hey, listen to this episode. Listen to this episode. Listen to this episode. You'll find out why. And uh, I think that helps with our clicks too. I mean, you know, but like I said, we uh, a couple things with our guests that people don't realize or may not realize, one, we're not going to pay anybody to be on the show. They they come on their own free will. Two, we don't send them questions in advance. And three, everything we do is live. We don't do anything taped. Nothing is taped. And uh, those are our three rules. We're not going to pay you to be on the show. We're not going to tape an interview in advance, and we're not going to send you questions in advance. Everything mm. is done live. Everything you yes. hear is what is done that night. So when something goes wrong, uh, whether a guest cancels, uh, that's all live. It's not scripted. Uh, trust me, we like to be able to edit out when guests are unable to join us or guests don't call in. We love to be able to edit that, but we don't. We have there are ways to do it, but we, we do like the, the, the rawness and the realness of a live show, but Icon, if we don't have a guest on or we're not talking to anybody, uh, going over is is just doesn't seem to make sense. So we will uh, we will be back right. big time guest next week, uh, former WWE legend. And, well, yes, yes, but, but but and the next week after that, and every day or uh, every Monday uh, for the foreseeable future, big time and former WWF guest next week. Check him out. I'll see you soon. Dead man walking.